That's actually becoming my favorite running joke in our D&D group is that we still have not picked a name. We did pick one, but we forgot it. <laughs> well, That's even it's, better. It's um, Hex Maidens. The Hex, Hex Maidens. maidens. Ah, yeah. I like that. But we never remember it when people ask us. We're just like, um... We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> We're sorry. Recording, so just, yeah. Okay, cool. Will you bring us cool. stand over... Just in case. Just in case he wants to stand. Just in case he's wild. Aaron wild is bird. babysitting our very special guest. Yeah. Say hi, birdie. He's like, no. Uh, oh, there he is. We can edit together a response so it makes it look like he, <laughs> he was on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to be on radio? <laughs> he's now strangely silent. He's been making noises constantly. Here, I'll put him on my shoulder and see if he does anything. He's so cute. There is a cockatiel on Aaron's shoulder. There. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he goes. There you are. Digging through her hair. Good job. Good job, so Bow. He's a very sweet Bow. He's very sweet. Oh, I think he's taking it off. Did he poop? <laughs> Is he taking the dump? Are you doing it off the edge? Is this going to be our second podcast episode in a row that starts talking about poop? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think he wants to stand there. Okay. You silly head. So that's our very special guest, Bo. <laughs> he um, plays a lot of video games. <laughs> well, so he likes many. To, he likes to watch Aaron play video games <laughs> i think he was trying to talk to the little bird leading you around in ghost of tsushima yeah were you trying Definitely to talk to like the it. barb it he's cute. like oh a friend <laughs> <laughs> i'm not alone <laughs> well before i get into the theme of this episode and why it is so appropriate jensen you have an embarrassing story to tell don't you is it oh, really should we introduce ourselves Oh. Do we do this every episode? Do we introduce ourselves? <laughs> Ever? No, I guess not. Go ahead and tell no. the embarrassing story about me. We just have our music. Or really the embarrassing story about GameStop. Yeah. It's it's kind of <laughs> an embarrassing... GameStop should be embarrassed, not me. <laughs> it's kind of an Elsa embarrassing story, kind of a me embarrassing story, but mostly it's a GameStop embarrassing story. Mm -hmm. So Elsa doesn't have a copy of Ghosts of Tsushima. I sure don't. But Elsa pre-ordered a copy of Ghost of Tsushima. At least we thought she did. But when I went to go pick up my copy, I decided to see if I could pick up hers too. Because she had given me her card and she wasn't going to be able to get off of work early enough to go pick it up. And when I was there, they said that they had no evidence that she had pre-ordered a game. <laughs> and then they gave me my copy... And didn't charge me anything, but I had only paid off $10 of it. <laughs> and so I was really confused. And then it it dawned on me. I'm pretty sure when Elsa went to pre-order her copy, they thought she was trying to pay off the rest of my copy. Well, and here's why it becomes oh. embarrassing for GameStop rather than embarrassing for me. is because I had a whole conversation with the guy over the counter about how I wasn't going to pre-order the game. I was just going to wait and borrow your copy when you were done with it. But the more I was hearing about it, the more I started to get really jealous in advance. And so I just decided, no, I'm going to pre-order my own copy of the game. It's not enough for me to just, like, wait. 
and see how you handle it and then, you know, run and wander into the store a few weeks later and buy it if I feel like it. Like, I want to be able to play it right away, too. Had this whole conversation with him. And he was like, I totally get that. I totally get, like, coveting that anticipation. So let's go ahead and get you pre-ordered for that game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he took my money and he apparently paid for your game and didn't, didn't yeah. pre-order it for oh me. Oh, God. <laughs> and what was really frustrating realizing in the store that this had happened was that on the day that you pre-ordered your copy or thought you had pre-ordered yours, I was there with you. And I had bought something. I don't even remember what. It was something super cheap. And after I had gotten out of line, I thought, oh, maybe I should pay off the rest of my pre-order of Ghosts of Tsushima. And so I was like, maybe I should get back in line. But I looked back and there were already like three or four other people in line. And this was right after GameStop had opened up again and they were only allowing five people in the store at a time and there was a whole line of people lined up outside mm. the store and so i was like oh i'll just i'll just pay off the pre-order later but if i had done it then we would have figured it out yeah so it's too bad yeah. but it's okay we'll, we'll all get over it it's fine <laughs> yeah once they're once the special edition is back in stock elsa will get one mm. yeah in the meantime she can borrow my copy when i'm done playing it in the meantime i just you know get to get to watch you play it occasionally when i like float into your room mm-hmm. and notice that you're playing it yeah it looks really fun so did they acknowledge their mistake then no no, no? they're not gonna fix it no, no. what <laughs> not really did no. you get charged well yeah she because paid i paid for, for she hers. paid the rest of mine uh, off Oh. So basically, Jensen's gonna buy me a copy of Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. Yeah, so I'm buying also her copy once they're in gotcha. stock again. That's okay. how we're and it. maybe the moral of the story is that I'm supposed to just get my own gamer card and <laughs> not order stuff on yours anymore. <laughs> but in my defense, I don't want one, and I think they're kind of dumb. And also, and <laughs> I like it, that she uses mine, and I like that Lainey uses mine as well, and that. When mom and dad get me presents for my birthday from GameStop, they use my card as well because it gets me points and then I can use it towards getting money off of games that I buy. Mm. Yeah. So I like it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna, I'm not about to be like, Elsa, you should get your own card. I'm sick of sharing with you yeah. because you're basically getting me free money. I know. See, I've actually always been kind of fine with that. Yeah. So like, I'm really using your card as a way to help you out. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, we might sound a little strange because we are wearing masks and we are spaced apart. We're being Mm. responsible. So should everyone else. Yes. Please. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to be able to actually get together so that it's not so difficult for Zach to um, mix the the audio for mm-hmm. us plus we just miss each other yeah um, that's too. seriously <laughs> it's been like months <laughs> i know it's been so long uh, yeah. i miss you we live like <laughs> 300 <laughs> feet away and yet <laughs> I know. literally we live literally in walking distance me and elsa were like should we drive or should we just walk there and we're like oh we'll just walk <laughs> i don't feel like driving <laughs> it's a nice day yeah it's like 100 degrees outside Uh, it's not a nice day it's really hot um but yeah you guys sound pretty good to me Uh, i feel like i sound really muffled probably your mask is thicker yeah my mask is different material it's like it's two different it's two different like layers of linen oh okay um yours is more heavy duty ours is kind of cheap like 
We got a seam in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) For a visual, Jensen and Aaron are both wearing like the very sort of simple utilitarian kind of hardcore just (laughs) black face masks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that are really like easy to sort of hear through. And yeah. Elsa's is really pretty. Yeah, mine is uh mine is the it's a it's a diamondback rattlesnake with the bisexual flag. <laughs> so it's like really colorful and I like it's this. It's almost mask. our our colors, our podcast colors. <laughs> yes. <honest>. Which whoops. <laughs> it was we just chose our favorite colors. <laughs> yeah, I I noticed honestly when we first put it together, I was like, oh, that's really close to the bisexual flag, and then I was like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it was literally just our favorite colors. Seriously, we could have named this podcast "Accidental Innuendo" <laughs> yeah. for many reasons. For so, many reasons. For so many reasons. I got some really cool masks, though. I have one that's a bunch of uh, fish scales, mm-hmm. which I really think is pretty. And then I have one that's um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but like as a pop art icon, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but drawn by Andy Warhol is kind of how it seems. I like that one. And but I've never I... seen you wear it. It's just hanging in your car. Oh, really? I wore it all day the other day. Yeah. But I guess I was at work. I don't see you when you're out of the, yeah. the house. Yeah. Um, and then so, I you know. and then I have a black one with little white jackalopes on it. Oh, <laughs> cool. I'm putting together a pretty serious mask collection, cool. you guys. I have this one, a medical one that um, I should probably throw out because it's full of cat hair. And (laughs) then the one that's got teeth on it that you stole from me that you also bought for me. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. I've got this one and the navy blue one that I don't know where it is right now. (laughs) And I guess technically I have my um, KDA mask, but I don't think that's strong enough so i yeah. don't wear yeah. that one you're saying in a pinch you could throw that one on yeah. yeah but i'm not sure the fabric it's made out of is really intended to actually do anything probably not <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might we'll just have to lean closer to our microphones yeah and i think it'll pick us up yeah so the theme of this episode is trash because that is what I feel like. That's exactly what I wrote in the outline. I mean, 2020 is one giant dumpster fire, so that's appropriate. <laughs> There's just a lot going on. Everybody's very confused. We were talking There's... about how we're all doing things we don't understand right now. <laughs> there was a tweet I saw. I can't remember who it was by, but they just said, okay, who's playing Jumanji, you guys? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Finish the game already. I saw that. <laughs> I love that. I think I saw that the week that the murder hornets were a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... I'm really behind in Twitter. I haven't been looking at it like at all. Uh, it's okay. That so was a, I, that no was idea. a classic, and it still applies. Yeah. And it was around the same time that somebody was just like, "Man, this season of Earth is like really, really unrealistic." I mean, the writers are just throwing every idea at the wall. <laughs> I feel like it started to really apply once they were like, "There's squirrels that have the plague." <laughs> it's like, well, let's just give up. Oh on this. yeah, that's right. They found some squirrels with the bubonic. No. Yeah, in Colorado. So they're no. super close by. Colorado. Yeah. What are they doing over there? I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh gosh. Oh, Every no. once in a while, I see these news articles, and I'm like, I hope that's fake. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I'll believe anything now. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Another one of my favorites is it shows a picture of people unearthing a tomb and they're like, put that back. This is not the year for that. <laughs> it's like, what's going to happen next? We've had murder hornets, COVID, earthquakes, squirrels with the plague, earthquakes. Taco Bell isn't going to have potatoes anymore. Okay. Well, like... Yeah, that's pretty serious. There was also like centuries and centuries of political unrest finally coming to a boil. <laughs> I love how I put the Taco Bell potatoes above all of that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the potatoes are pretty... Well, I just learned about the potatoes today. Abandoned so Taco Bell, sore. anyway. Taco Bell is... Taco Bell is... is they've, they've, They're three strikes. They're done. I just know. go to Del Taco Like, now, now that they, they don't have... They don't have the um, empanadas, the caramel apple empanadas. Wow, they still don't not have cheesy fiesta potatoes now. <laughs> like, like, what do they what's the have? point of going there? Like, I know. What's the point of going there? <laughs> they don't have the caramel apple empanadas and they don't have uh. the cheesy fiesta potatoes. If they got rid of the cheesy gordita crunch, then oh, like, man. that would be, that would be the last like possible thing that I would want there. Yeah. I want to believe that this is a bit, but I actually can tell that this is the thing you're most upset about. <laughs> It's not the thing I'm most upset about. It's just the thing that's that's newest, it's, so it stings it's more. It's the freshest. It's the freshest. I just learned about it as we were walking Closest over here. to the surface. That's fair. I saw the articles that said Taco Bell was changing up their menu for like ever, and it said they were getting rid of the seven-layer burrito, and I was like, oh, who gives a crap? And then I opened the article because it said something about potatoes, and it was like... Then it was like, oh, your worst fear has become realized. Your favorite she, menu on this stupid restaurant that your father loves is gone. She literally just saw the word potatoes and she's like, what's happening? Because <laughs> like Taco Bell's okay, but I don't really choose to go there very much. But our father loves Taco Bell and he always wants to go there. I quite enjoy it, but yeah. there isn't one close by right now. So. Oh, I know, because they got rid of the one that was right by our house. Yeah, that one needed to go, They though. turned it into a parking lot. Yeah, it did need to go because every single time I ever went there, they forgot like half my order. <laughs> oh, I think that's going to be the Shake Shack. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shake Shack. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, it's actually, I saw that over there. It looks really okay. close to being open. Mm -hmm. I also, should tell Lainey, because me, when they first got rid of the Taco Bell, me and Lainey spent like an entire afternoon trying to decide what would replace it. <laughs> so silver lining, it's a Shake Shack. Yes. Mm -hmm. Other silver lining. Guys, I'm serious. Del Taco, cheesecake bites. Yeah, Del Taco has cheesecake Ooh. bites, so it's yes. better. Also, they understand the importance of the potato in your in your pseudo fast food like mexican dish <laughs> you can get that it's fine they have hash yeah. browns and stuff <laughs> but seriously like i don't even know what i'm gonna get if we... next time our dad wants to go to taco bell i guess i'll just get a cheesy gordita crunch and then just... and then it. cry <laughs> yeah and then cry <laughs> cry into my cheesy gordita crunch for like a lot of reasons yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I was introducing why the theme is trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we kind of got off on a tangent. It's trash because that's what we feel like. Yeah. Because, um, you know, a lot of reasons. I'll just name a few. Um, everything's really dark right now. It's just, it's just dark times. Mm -hmm. Also... It's we haven't recorded in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. <laughs> it's been a minute. Also, it's like really hot right now. And I'm like, I feel like I'm melting all the time. It's very warm. It's the kind of heat where you start to, where you like have to check yourself to yeah. be like, is the rage I'm feeling right now earned or am I just uncomfortable? Yeah. And like turning on my PlayStation and my TV 
does not help the heat in my room, but I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to just not play video games during the summer because it makes my room hotter. Yeah, this is a time of year I'm glad I live in a basement. Yeah, I wish I didn't live on the top floor. Summer is my least favorite. Yeah. It's it's really warm. I'm jealous of Elsa. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do live in a very cool basement. It's Her room it's is honestly, so it's so cold. It is, and some of sometimes the cats will actually come hang out with me down there now. <laughs> I just they went down there for a while <laughs> because it was cold earlier. I yeah. was just like, I'm just gonna go sit down in the basement because I'm too hot. Yeah. In fact, if I sorry, I'm I'm like the one getting off off topic. <laughs> If I go up to the main floor, I turn down the cooler a couple of degrees because I'm like, it is hot up here. I am dying. <laughs> and my mom's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I usually end up going and turning on the air conditioning a couple of points every night. <sighs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I got distracted by the bird. He's so cute. He's so cute. He is grooming himself. <laughs> He's a fluffy... He is fluffy. <laughs> anyway, so our theme is trash, which means we're going to talk about trash games and all of the trashiest things in games. Um, but first, what are you playing right now, Aaron? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was a serious question. <laughs> this is a very serious question. That's why I thought we'd start with you. Because, <laughs> you guys, I platinumed Thief. Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank, you. For it. You. Thank you. <laughs> it was a pain in the butt, <laughs> but I think it's only appropriate that I plat the game from one of my favorite, if not favorite, franchises of all time. Yeah, it makes it more significant. It feels yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, oh, I was gonna list some of the handicaps I had to deal with. <laughs> I mentioned briefly and our previous episode how i was dealing with those i'm curious to hear how this went yeah Yeah. so for the trophy something to prove you have to finish the game with a custom difficulty of 700 points or more but because they're worth more points on master difficulty you're pretty much forced to play it on master anyway yeah um (laughs) so the handicaps i went with were no focus that's basically like your detective mode um stealth takedowns only which i couldn't use anyway because like one of the trophies and one of the handicaps was no kills or knockouts Mm. um no alerts specialty arrows only so like water arrows rope arrows etc so you basically just have to use stealth the entire time yes like you can't even get near people uh uh-huh expensive resources that was ridiculous. I had hardly any rope arrows the entire game, so there were certain levels I couldn't do because I couldn't <laughs> buy enough rope arrows. Oh, no. Um, no upgrades, so I couldn't add anything to my stealth arsenal. Oh, man. <laughs> um, let's see. I think... Yeah, I think that was it. Um, wow. Yeah. That sounds like enough. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and just because a couple of those are canceled out by one of the other trophies doesn't make it any more of a picnic. <laughs> like, oh, wow. So, yeah, my, my initial plan 
I fully admit I watched a guide because, like I said, I'm an adult and ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and I would not have found all the collectibles otherwise. <laughs> but I was trying to get all the collectibles on my first playthrough. But with some of the ways you had to do it, I was just like, nope, I'm going to come back and do this on my fun playthrough when I can yeah. knock people out because this is ridiculous. <laughs> It's more fun to get the collectibles on a fun playthrough also. It is, yeah. Like, if there's collectibles in a game and I'm going for a platinum and it's got difficulty trophies, then I always leave the collectibles for later. Mm-hmm. Because it's just too much work. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. that's what I should have done. It would have cost me or saved me a lot of grief. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah, I wouldn't recommend trying that on that kind of a playthrough. It yeah. sucks. <laughs> um. So on my second playthrough, knocking out guards has never been more fun. Like, <laughs> I looked forward to it. But also, because of my first playthrough, I became a better player and didn't have to knock out as many guards as I normally would. Nice. Which was awesome. Um, so, yeah. And I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima since Thursday. And holy crap, I freaking love it. It's like the ultimate game, you guys. It's like Skyrim and Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild and Easier Sekiro <laughs> all rolled into one. So like if you're ever trying to choose between any of those games, just boot up Tsushima because it's all of them. Yes. And it's wonderful. <laughs> and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. It's yeah. really fun. And the fighting mechanics, they're so they're much so fun. fun, especially when you get more forms to yes. use. Because I was kind of observing like... Jensen, and it does, it reminds me a lot of the Sekiro battle system, but yeah. kind of like you said, sort of more accessible, I guess, uh -huh. is maybe the, the way of putting it. More forgiving. Yeah, <laughs> more forgiving. That, yeah, that's good. Once you like learn to switch between the different stances... I feel like that's when it starts to really get fun because before, like when I was just choosing whatever stance looked cool, I was struggling with fighting. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why am I so bad at fighting? I'm the worst samurai ever. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna go full ninja, like whatever. I'm good at stealth. But then I like figured out the stances, uh -huh. and I was like, oh this is how those fighting becomes fun. Yes. <laughs> and then I started doing standoffs and like wanting to fight everyone mm -hmm. and like get a, a whole camp full of enemies to come after <laughs> me so I could like test out if I could switch stances quickly enough to fight them all. <laughs> and it became really fun. Yeah, it's super fun. I love using all the stances. At first, I was like, oh, I'm totally going to be like a stealth master. But I'm like, I just want to fight everyone. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> I still rely on stealth a lot because yeah. it's my main thing. You know, it's my mm -hmm. jam. But uh, I don't know why, but I just hated it so much that I said it's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> And because you got a pre-order, you got a bunch of cool, like, swag in-game, too. Yeah. For some reason, Aaron got way more cool stuff than me, even though I had a pre-order, too. <laughs> Mine was, like, the digital deluxe. pre-order. Special. <laughs> Mine was the special Steelbook Edition, and it said I was supposed to get all this fun stuff, and I did get some fun stuff, uh... but it said there were some other things that were just for the pre-order, and, like, like... If you pre-ordered the special edition on top of getting the special edition, you're supposed to get these other things. And I didn't get them. Oh, and I'm worried same. that they might have been on the receipt that Elsa got when she paid off the rest of my game. <laughs> I could look around and see if I can find it. Okay. Mm. 
<laughs> oh, Brady. I'm sad. That scared oh. me. I saw his orange cheeks like flying up a little and I was like, oh my gosh, is he bleeding? <laughs> like, because he, he had him in his wing and so it was like blending into his other oh, feathers. Yeah. I was like, Bert, stop picking he so also, much. I have he also a, had his foot over his head. <laughs> I have an early childhood memory of like making that exact mistake when looking at my grandmother's uh-huh. uh, bird. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh no, he's hurt. And I was like, oh, no, it's feathers. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. But yeah, you got some cool looking accessories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some very, fancy armor. Very fancy armor. A pretty horse. Not as pretty as the others, but that's okay because he's special. He's still special. <laughs> he's a bay. It's, he's a bay. It's pretty. <laughs> what are you guys playing? Um, so I'll go first since we were playing games in a chronological order and I played the first one. I played Last of Us, mm-hmm. not Last of Us Part 2, not the game that just came out that's relevant right now. No, I played Naughty Dog's 2013 action-adventure game, The Last of Us, <laughs> finally, in this the year of our Lord 2020. Um, I really liked it a lot. I do feel like it has been misrepresented to me by many, many people over the years. I had so many people describe this game to me as survival horror that I was sure that's what it was. <laughs> and then I played it and it is an action adventure shooter. <laughs> like that's what it is. It's really not it's not that scary. It's not remotely I, frightening. I, I don't know people who have been describing the clickers of, as frightening, I now have a I mean this has affected my view of them as people. Yeah. They are they are like their reputation is damaged in my mind now. I hope that they understand yeah. that. Cuz the clickers in the first game <laughs> They're not scary. They, the clickers no. are the easiest enemies. As long as there's not runners in the same room as the clickers, they're the easiest things. You just sneak slowly and then wait for them to walk into your path and then you stab them. The monsters, they're so easy. The <laughs> monsters in The Last of Us are very cool and very fun and not remotely as scary at all. No. <laughs> the scariest part in the game is when you're in the basement of that hotel. Yeah, and that would have been more frightening for me if you if hadn't, hadn't told described you. it to me, like, minute by minute. I know. It was really scary to me. Yeah, the underwater portion of it might have been eerie if, like, there had been something down there that was threatening. Yeah. But instead, it was just, like, a cool underwater scene. Yeah. And the rats running away might have also been frightening if it had um, led to me having an encounter with any creature that I, like, hadn't already beaten up before. Yeah. <laughs> um... We'll get into this more when I talk about what I played. Mm-hmm. But just as a But quick... anyway, I'm not complaining. I yeah. did like the game. Just as a quick thing, though. I feel like you were throwing a little bit of shade at me with the whole I finally played Last of Us thing because I also finally played Last of Us in <laughs> the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> yeah, I was throwing a little bit of shade at you. But not that, <laughs> but not that much because you... Because I was, I'm mostly disappointed with the people who told me this was survival horror. Yeah. And you... Which told me that as well but you were one of the people who was also lied to yeah. because I you was just lied to played as well <laughs> and i played the whole game sneaking and in listen mode the entire time because i had been told it was a scary game and so i was expecting it to be scary the whole time and then i got through it and the only part that was really scary for me was the basement in the hotel yeah it's really just like a lot of cover shooting yeah, but mm. it's fun. It's like fun. I, I really enjoyed yeah, it. It's a great game. Um, I thought but it's this, just not a horror, not a survival horror. I thought the story was fun. I liked the characters a lot. Um, I do feel like the DLC was a better, more balanced experience tonally. Mm. Um, because I felt like 
the DLC like remembered to be fun and to be a game. Yeah. And that was maybe the biggest criticism I have for Last of Us. Um, uh, like as like any sort of storyline or, or game mechanics or anything like that goes is that I do feel like it forgets that it's supposed to be a game sometimes. Yeah. Like it has these moments where you would expect something sort of video gamey or yeah. something fun. And it's like Naughty Dog saw that opportunity and said, no, <laughs> no fun allowed. <laughs> like we're just, we're just going to travel straight on through here. And yeah, it's, it was, it was good though. I did enjoy it a lot. I can see what the big deal is. Um, I did get all choked up during the giraffes in front of the comically inaccurate rendering of Salt Lake City. No, it's not did like you guys Salt know there's a baseball field right across the street from the temple? <laughs> there is not. No, and it's, it does it's not... like 13 is, blocks. Is it 13 it's blocks? It's on 13. Oh, yeah, it is on 13. Yeah. <laughs> and the temple is like on... on... Um, like South Temple. Also, did yeah. you see that incredible or subway system that we apparently yeah. have? The tunnel. <laughs> There's no tunnel. Okay, and this is silly, but it's just it's just very funny because like it's literally nothing like Salt Lake City at all. <laughs> like, except besides... for the temple. The temple is the only thing. The temple and the mountains are the yeah. only thing that's I've, the same. Which the temple looks great. And yeah, I feel fantastic. like even the temple. I don't know from what I've seen. It looks like it's not quite. It's close it, enough. It's close to the it temple. It is missing the Angel Moroni, but I only love that more since at the beginning of, yeah, of because, COVID, Angel yeah. Moroni fell off during the oh earthquake. Gosh, and I so forgot. I was like, they he, predicted it. He dropped his trumpet. Yeah, yeah. no, he didn't. Oh fall yeah, off. he just dropped his tr- he trumpet. Dropped, <laughs> I forgot. He dropped his trump, and it was a sign that we too close should enough. drop trump. But anyway, like, close <laughs> enough. it was close enough to Last of Us that when I saw that Angel Moroni wasn't up there, I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, they predicted. It. <laughs> I seem to be I seem to be the only one who remembers this chronological event. So I'll just say there was an earthquake yes. in Salt Lake City. It yes. was pretty serious. I think it was like five point. It was scary. Three, five point four. It scared the crap yeah. out of me. Yeah. Um and big. during this earthquake, the golden figure on the top of the Salt Lake Sim, um temple, the angel Moroni, he has a trumpet that he's um that he's using trumpeting yeah he's, yeah, trumpeting. he's trumpeting i i tried to think of another verb and it, that's holding? it <laughs> holding and trumpeting holding in front of his face <laughs> anyway um he dropped it during this earthquake yeah and um it was it, it was just kind of an interesting moment for all of us yeah. here in salt lake city to see that but they actually have been meaning to do some renovations on the temple anyway mm-hmm so they actually took him down. I don't think he's there anymore. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I, I it, it still fits though. <clears throat> yeah. Because, because he's not up there. Now. Because he's gone. Well, Last of Us is gonna happen, you guys. <laughs> COVID's gonna turn into like this freaky mushroom thing and turn everyone into zombies. <laughs> oh my god. Can I just say I loved the freaky mushroom zombies? I thought that was yes, fun. Yes, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That was actually the first thing I heard about The Last of Us that made me want to play it is that there were freaky mushroom zombies. That's what, zombies. That, that was the same thing with me. That was what made me want to play it. I was it. like, oh, fun. Um, mm. But anyway, yeah, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I think, like I said, I think the DLC was a little better balanced because tonally it it remembers that you can have fun. Yeah. And that a game can be fun. I like all the little arcade games. Mm-hmm. I like all of the silly little challenges that you do with your cute little girlfriend. Yeah. in the mall like it was just it was a delight I sucked at that dumb water fight though Gosh. i was so good at that <laughs> so bad at it 
I'm furious. Um, anyway, <laughs> the uh, the only other game I played recently because it's been sort of tax season part two, which was obnoxious, but whatever. I'm not going to get into that because I'll just end up crying. But the <laughs> only other but the only other game I ended up playing recently was um, this really interesting, cute indie point and click game called If Found. This game is from Ireland. It's um, very much the sort of storytelling style of something like Gone Home or What Remains of Edith Finch, but it's not a walking simulator. It's um, you're using an eraser or a pencil tool throughout the entire game. Hmm. And you're like either erasing to get images to change and to like get rid of text that you've already read. Or you're using the pencil to like make things appear. Or you're just pointing and clicking. Mm -hmm. And it tells the... Um, it tells the incredible emotional story of an Irish trans girl who has come home for Christmas and it's set in the early nineties. And, um, I cried through about an hour of this game. It's only two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was really a good experience, but it was pretty raw. I'm probably going to have to go back and play it again sometime. Now that I know the story, I might try and play it in Irish because there's like an achievement for that, <laughs> which I think would be fun. And because I want to see how similar Irish is to Welsh, since we learned a little Welsh once upon a time. Yeah. And um, I imagine it's probably, you know, completely different (laughs) because it doesn't, it just doesn't sound alike. I know that they're only a few miles away from each other, but I don't think that matters. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that was it. That's been all I've been able to play recently. I've been very sort of busy with work and um and i mean during another section we'll talk about how i got back into books but i'm trash because i've barely been playing pretty much (laughs) is where this goes (laughs) and jensen well um of course i've been playing ghost of tsushima and um as said when aaron was talking about it i love it and i feel like when i was younger i didn't really get why people thought samurai were so cool i was like ninjas are cool dude like (laughs) samurai they're okay but there's too many rules they're too rigid but now i get it i get why samurai samurai are so cool (laughs) now i'm like okay it's really fun to be a samurai (laughs) also i have not yet played in kurosawa mode but i really want to because it looks really fun yeah (laughs) i've turned it on a couple times it's all like grainy and like it's fun i like Um, that sorry i I didn't realize it changes the sound quality as well. It does? I thought oh, I that know. was yeah, it makes it like all, you know, old timey sound quality. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like you're basically just playing in an Akira car sound yeah. movie. Literally. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's gonna be my second playthrough for sure. Um Um I also have shockingly been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto online. I've got almost all of the online trophies now. And I've been having, like, a blast with it. I've made a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah, yeah. For me, that's really strange to make friends in a, in a video game. <laughs> I do that. I avoid people in video games. Right. <laughs> but and I've been having a fun time. life. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. But the main event. Oh, I'm being so weird. I hate this. Okay. <laughs> the biggest thing I played, though... Um, was definitely Last of Us Part Two, and I loved this game. You guys, 
It made me cry like a little kid lost in Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese partly because it's like, you know. A bit gross. Yeah, it's a bit gross. <laughs> You're lost, you know, so there's that. And then also there's the scary animatronic mouse and stuff. <laughs> but I don't remember that in the game. <laughs> I've actually never been to Chuck E. Cheese, so I don't know if me that's either. real. <laughs> My mom would never take me. <laughs> Our mom never took us either. Every time we drove past, I was like, I want to go. And we never went. I actually <laughs> uh, got invited there for a birthday party once. But Whoa. the main thing I remember about it is that mom afterwards wrote a letter to someone in which, it, like, this was pre-internet times. I mean, the internet existed, but we didn't have it. Yeah. And she wrote this, like, long-winded, epic, harrowing story of how she had to confront her fear of clowns by taking me to this birthday party. <laughs> And it was so funny. Like, it, she she wrote it as a comedy. Yeah. And I don't remember who this letter was to, but she read it out loud. Or somebody read it out. I think the person who received it later brought it to a family function and read it out loud. And it made everybody, like, laugh until they cried. That's amazing. It was, Mom was basically just, like, yeah. Mom was kind of an incredible writer for a second there. <laughs> I discovered that she's also afraid of mannequins. Or not mannequins. Um... <laughs> marionettes oh, i think she's yeah. afraid of mannequins too but marionettes... she's actually more afraid of like marionettes than and clowns i think stuff, yeah yeah but she i discovered that she was afraid of marionettes when i was playing devil may cry yeah do you remember all the marionettes attack you <laughs> she came into my room once and saw me playing and was like what is this <laughs> yeah. what are those things it's really like the uncanny valley and the animatronic that she's afraid of yeah. more than anything because like a person in clown makeup doesn't really bother her yeah but like clown dolls or clown yeah. robots or anything like that they really creepy. really creep her out <laughs> yeah. it's really funny to hear her talk about it <laughs> so funny anyway last of us part two <laughs> So I managed to avoid all of the leaks and stuff and all that information and all spoilers before I played it. And I'm glad I did because when Elsa later told me the leaks, I was like, well, that's pretty darn different from the actual (laughs) game. (laughs) And I think it would have just colored my idea of the game going in differently, you know. But I, I thought it was a great time. I... I really loved the story. I felt like it was so, it was so compelling and it dealt with like, like sort of gray morality and stuff. And like in, in, in like any given situation, who's right and who's wrong. And like, it was, it was really interesting to kind of explore it because you play part of the game as Ellie and part of the game as another character, Abby And it's like you're seeing each of their side of this same story. And it's really interesting. It's really fun. Mm. And like, I don't know. I just, I absolutely loved it. And yeah, I bawled my eyes out when it was over. And um, I love it. I think it was great. I liked it more than, yeah, it got me. (laughs) I liked it more than the first game as well. Like, (laughs) But it was funny, though, because, like, since I had gone through the first game, it was like, everyone lied to me. It's not a survival horror, you know, by the end of it. And I had been sneaking all the way through the game, expecting to be scared the whole time, and then just wasn't. With the second game, I was like, well, the first game wasn't really scary, so 
I'm just going to run through it, you know? And I didn't like, I barely used the listen mode and it didn't matter even because they made it so that a lot of times you can't hear the enemies are there until they're like, you're like in their, their area anyway. Mm. So unlike in the first game where you could enter a new area and be listening and see enemies before you're even there Mm. with the second game, a lot of times you can't even see the enemies are there until you're like right there i wonder if that had something to do with the difficulty because um i did play on a higher difficulty yeah because when i played through the first game that was like i couldn't use listen mode to look to like see around corners or whatever i don't know but like because of that like i just sort of ran into every encounter in the second game and just kind of figured it out when i got there and i was definitely more scared in the second game than i was in the first (laughs) And part of it also is because, like you were saying, that like in the first game, after a while, you were like, I've seen all these enemies, like whatever. The first game, I remember being really confused when I I reached Salt Lake City and I was like, I've only seen three kind of zombies, but it said that there were four. (laughs) So what's going on? And then I learned looking at the like challenges section that I had run into the stalkers, which is the like the fourth kind of zombie that I thought I hadn't run into. But, yeah, those are the really fast, spastic ones who you, like, can't really see in listen mode unless they're running. Basically that, yeah. But they, like, they just sit there and they, like, shiver and you can't see them in listen mode. And that's the only difference. But they look exactly the same as the as the Yeah, that's runners. them in the first game. But in the second game, they changed them. So in the second game, they're far scarier. They look like a cross between the runners and the clickers. They go on all fours and you can hear them making weird noises but when they make the weird noises they barely show up in listen mode they kind of blink and they'll like they'll run to an area a new area and they'll make like these weird squeaking and like growling noises and stuff Mm. and then you'll like see one peeking out and looking at you and it's like the creepiest thing they made them so much better and they also grow into the wall in Uh. some places in the mold like the mold will grow up on the walls and you'll see like a body stuck yeah. in it. And sometimes the body is just there. It's just a body. <laughs> but sometimes it's a stalker and it pops no. out of the wall and grabs oh. you. Yeah, I saw something <laughs> yeah. about this. Somebody was talking about how the first game clearly inspired some of the, um, well, this was a guess, but it was still kind of an interesting idea. They think that the first game kind of somewhat inspired the look of Annihilation. Yeah. But then Annihilation inspired, inspired the, the Last of Us 2. <laughs> so it's like, it. this, it's like this funny sort of, you know, comes full circle. Yeah. I would believe it because in, in Annihilation, the dude that they find growing into the side of the pool. Oh, I love that scene. Looks exactly like the stalkers growing into the walls. Yeah. I even took a picture of one and put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, ha- I didn't watch a lot of the gameplay for Last of Us Part 2. Just because I was busy with the worst week ever. But um, (laughs) I did see a couple of things when I would just sort of walk by. Yeah. Or when I like would stop in to your room for a word. Yeah. And what I remember seeing was it looked as though there was an actual genuine moment of horror yeah. that I witnessed. You watched me play through the the one hospital level because I was too scared to do it on my own. That part yeah. was really And it wasn't like really it wasn't like me. anything new. It wasn't ultra sophisticated, but it was de- but it, it, like it, I could kind of tell all the beats. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, here's the thing and yeah, you have to do this." You know, very sort of predictable step-by-step horror, but still undoubtedly horror yeah so that was a nice moment yeah it was nice (laughs) it had a lot more like horror moments like that 
And um, and then the other thing I noticed is just that um, I think I love Abby and I haven't yeah. even played as her yet. She's jacked. <laughs> She's so jacked. It's awesome. I actually really liked Abby. A lot of people didn't like Abby, but I thought she was a really interesting and compelling character. I didn't and... really like anybody in the first game, so I doubt that I... <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to. I think you know? you're supposed to like them while recognizing that they have that they're flaws. flawed people. Yeah, like I mean, and I like, liked I do Ellie. that with all the characters. I liked Ellie fine. She was a bratty teenager. Yeah. Those are great. I love and bratty I love, teenagers. I love Ellie in the second game, but she has flaws, and I recognize them. Yeah, and there were sometimes where I'd be playing and I'd be going. Ellie, I don't think this is a good idea. We should not be doing this. <laughs> but I couldn't stop her unless I was just going to turn off the game. Yeah. And I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I'd say in the first game, Joel's the sort of character who I can root for without liking. Yeah. And Ellie's the sort of character who I, I liked as much as you can like a bratty teenager. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you sort of feel for her and want to protect her. But at the same time, you know that if you have to actually hang out with this child for a few <laughs> minutes, you'd probably end up like really deeply disliking them or their parents depending <laughs> okay. um but yeah and they, they they just they did some some really interesting things with this one that um i really appreciated there was a lot in the story that i really liked and there were a couple things in the story that i disliked or that i was like oh i wish they had done that differently um but there was lots of little mechanic things that I loved too. Like the prone thing. As I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, every once in a while I'll be going along and then I'll go, I wish I could just like go prone and crawl across the ground. <laughs> like I want to be able to do that so badly mm -hmm. and I can't. <laughs> I loved being able to do that in Last of Us. And um, I, oh, I love that Abby is afraid of heights. She has vertigo. Mm. And it makes it so that if you're up high and you look down, the camera goes all Ooh. weird and it's like all shaky. And I could not stop myself from looking down every time I was up somewhere <laughs> high. I'd just be like, is this hot high enough? Is it? I'd be like, I have to find out. It was the funnest thing. That's awesome. Oh, man. I loved that so much. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. Nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. So, back to the topic at hand, which once again is trash. Oh, <laughs> the birdie's so cute. Is anybody... Okay, I'm starting to worry that he's overgrooming. I think he's though. nervous grooming. It's Poor okay, thing. bro. Are you okay, birdie? Come here. Oh, Aww. oh, oh. It's okay. He's freaking out. He's freaking out. I'm on my shoulder for a minute. Oh, he seems more comforted. <laughs> yeah, he likes to be on your shoulder. He likes Go Aaron. and put a poop on my shirt. He's got his head plume all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of freaked out. Yeah. But um, back to the back to the topic of trash games. So I really want us to dig deep here. I feel like our answers won't necessarily be typical. Not because we haven't played your dead or alive's or your Kentucky Fried dating simulators, but more because we just don't have any shame. So I'm really hoping that we'll be honest about the ways in which we have disappointed ourselves through <laughs> games. Um, and I'll go first because I feel like my example is pretty short. If I'm being completely honest, I think my favorite trash game that I really like while still sort of admitting that it's pretty trashy. It's not even Saints Row. I love Saints Row, but it's specifically the Genki Bowl in Saint <laughs> section of Saints Row, which might be my favorite part of the third game. And, like, it's just a silly timed, like, shooting run 
through um, a silly sort of area where they're like yelling abuses at you and i don't know why it's just so fun to me it's just it's just you know women in animal masks running around in bikinis and you try not to shoot the panda because that's unethical <laughs> and it's ethical <laughs> unethical and it's very very silly and it's it's trashy but like in that really fun self-aware video game way that i just love but the reason that I do feel like it kind of moves into the category of shame for me is I've gotten to the point where I love all of that trashy stuff about it really mm-hmm. deeply. And also, because I probably matched my playing time with the entire game just going through the Genki Bowl. Genki Bowl. Like, I, I think I, like, I beat it or whatever, and I just kept playing. <laughs> it was so fun. And I enjoyed it so thoroughly. And um, I don't... I don't know. I don't know why. I just something about that whole situation speaks to me. I told you guys about my dream where I was sexy kitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure this was a result of just playing way too much of the Genki Bowl. <laughs> so that's my answer. <laughs> Jensen, what about you? Um, this one was it was a bit hard for me to choose because I feel like I've talked about Fable a lot. But I feel like I need to not talk about Fable again. Because Fable is kind of a trash game. And I love it. All three of them. But I should bring up something new. So I was thinking about trash games. And I was like, maybe South Park counts. But I was like, but those are really, really good. So I can't count those either. But I think I'm going to go with Lego. Because the Lego games are also really, really good games. They're well made and they're really fun. But they're so silly and they're so easy that I feel like they still count as trash, even though they're really, really good games. <laughs> and I love all of them so much. Yeah, we only accept premium trash around here. <laughs> I, I just, I just like, I'm trying out PlayStation now and they have like almost all of the Lego games on there and i'm just looking at him going i want to play every single one of these stupid games <laughs> just so much fun i don't know like they're they're really lame and easy and silly and i just feel just warm fuzzies whenever i play them mm. that's beautiful yeah <laughs> that's beautiful yeah. and aaron how about you so i i couldn't really think of one i um I don't know. You've got The Sims, which I mean, it's a fantastic game, but what are you doing? Like, (laughs) you're playing someone else's life and controlling it anyway. I'm also not very proud of some of the things I did in Grand Theft Auto. Um, I think it was probably San Andreas. (laughs) We won't get into that. (laughs) Oh, Bernie, hi. Oh, he's going adventuring. He's adventuring. Oh, he wants to come up. He's oh, an adventurous silly. bird. <laughs> I think everyone has done things in Grand Theft Auto that they're not proud of. Aaron. <laughs> it's probably. I know I have. It's probably true. Uh, anyway, so instead, I decided to go a different route because I know some people, well, a lot of, lot, a lot of people think of this game as trash. <laughs> and I think it's the perfect time to address the Thief reboot. 
Uh, <laughs> like I said, it did not do well with not only hardcore fans, but people new to the game. Like, they were just kind of like, what? <laughs> Which, I don't know, baffles me a little bit. But I want everyone to know that I am aware of its sins. I know it's not a perfect game. It's kind of garbage in some <laughs> ways. <laughs> I fully admit it. Um, so I think generally... Here you go, Birdie. I think they had a really interesting story, but they definitely could have focused on it more. There were just brief cutscenes, and it didn't have a lot to offer in that department. Mm. Um, and along with that, there could have been more character development. Um, like Garrett was snarky in this one, but not as snarky as in the previous games. And also, you don't know his origin in this game. Um, because in the time frame of this game, one makes it clear that he wasn't trained by the keepers like he was in the originals. Um, it can be really glitchy at time. There's an obscene amount of repeated dialogue, yeah. like just traveling through the city. Yeah. <laughs> and not just every time you reach a certain area, but it'll start up over again seconds after it's ended or like half a second after it's ended. It's like, I just heard this and it'll do it like 10 times. And it's all like that sort of exaggerated voice acting. Yeah. Like it's, it's like evening governor, like that kind of thing. Like, right? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your majesty. <laughs> like just ridiculous. And sometimes it glitches so bad that it goes in around. Like it'll start up and then as it's still going, it'll start up again and those two will clash with each other and it's like, what the heck? Oh no. <laughs> um, I was ecstatic that they named a character Aaron. Um, I mean, honored really. Like obviously it was for me their biggest fan. <laughs> but I hated her guts. She is the worst. <laughs> she does not deserve the name Aaron. <laughs> Um, I remember I can't argue I, with that she sucks I remember going over to your house like the next day after the game came out and I hadn't been able to start playing my copy for some reason but I came uh, over and I was watching you play and we're like at the very beginning oh no you had me start my game uh, yeah and I was at the very beginning and I was like Erin her name is Erin you said she sucks no no <laughs> we're not gonna be happy about this she sucks <laughs> funny yeah genuinely, like, oh, okay. genuinely the worst <laughs> um anyway i this is kind of a long one sorry but i was bummed that they went with victorian steampunk because the first three games were the medieval steampunk mm. which was super cool like i love that concept mm -hmm. and i just love the middle ages in general so that's one of the reasons i loved it so much um but some of the things i love I haven't really gone into it. I've just said, I love that game. Everyone shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the gameplay is super fun. Um, I love the focus on Garrett's hands as you pick locks and pick things up mm -hmm. and open doors. It's like really exaggerated and slick. Like, yeah, it just makes me feel. <laughs> um, they paid a ton of homage to the original games. Um, not like they were trying to shove it down your throat. But they did it through environmental storytelling. So, like, obviously, the ancient library under the brothel is the Keeper Library. And mm. their glyphs are all over the game. 
And the old chapel at the end of the game has a hammerite symbol and a broken stained glass window, as well as on a hidden relic you can pick up. Uh, there are a few mentions of the trickster god, and a City Watch member at the beginning of the game mentioned seeing the Shale Bridge fire, Ooh. which, aka my least favorite haunted level, the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> And they even included Taffer, which I thought they hadn't until my most recent playthrough, and that made me really happy. Um, But long story short, those three factions are part of the city's long-forgotten history, and I think they did it in a really cool way, because it's just ancient and no one knows about them anymore. So even if they had to leave behind the thing that you loved, like the sort of steampunk in the medieval times, they Mm -hmm. still tried to pay homage to it as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. So, yeah, overall, I I love it. So, (laughs) And we're actually going to stick with you for a minute because I want to hear right now about what is the most you have ever hated a game you loved. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, Donkey Kong Country 2. (laughs) So I am a master of the first few worlds. Like, I just sail through those levels, and it's super fun. I've seen her do this. It's true. She's not exaggerating. (laughs) But as soon as I get to the swamp levels, I just absolutely lose it. I just go way down the toilet and suck hardcore. Um, So I've never been able to beat the game on my own. Usually what happens is Zach and I do, like, a switch-off playthrough, you know, every other level or every other death. And he just ends up carrying us through the <laughs> the last half of the game. Because <laughs> so, I constantly die and I can't do it. And I, so yeah, I've never beaten the game by myself and I've never beaten Captain K. Rule. And mm-hmm. it makes me rage so hard. It's not pretty. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> And Jensen, how about you? What's the most you've hated a game you love? Well, I've already talked about Orzammar a lot, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a new one. <laughs> uh, so Divinity Original Sin Two, I loved this game, but there's one quest that if you've played the game, you probably know this one and are also similarly frustrated with it, where you have to save uh, Guiden Guidian. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. But he's the apprentice of this um, sorcerer who's going to teach you how to to use the source. And you have to go save him for her. Um, And when you get there, he's about to be executed by the Magisters dudes. I think they're called Magisters. I'm not forgetting. It's only been like two months since I played this game. (laughs) But he's going to get executed. And you go up there and you confront the dude and you start a big fight with all of them and you save the guy. And... It's so frustrating because after you've finished killing all the magisters, then these oil blob monsters show up because um, Gwydion, whatever his name is, he used the source and it called forth the creatures from the void. And so it's these black, these oil blob monsters and they start jumping around and every time they land in a new area, they spread oil around and they're weak to fire. So of course... The first thing I do is set fire to all the oil that they're leaving everywhere. And then partway through the fight, once you start to kill enough of the oil blobs, suddenly cursed oil blobs show up. Or no, cursed fire blobs. Cursed fire blobs show up. And they set the oil 
on fire and it turns into cursed fire, which can't be put out except with blessed water, which at that point in the game, I didn't have like any blessed water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even if I did, they would just create more cursed fire if I put it out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there's cursed fire completely covering the area. And Gwydion, the moron, runs directly into it, <laughs> catches himself on fire, and dies. <laughs> Every effing time. And he's so annoying and he just wants to run straight at the enemies through the cursed fire and every step you take through the cursed fire does more damage so like i've got my people and i'm not moving them and i'm using as many ranged abilities as i can and the only person i'm moving is my own character because she had good fire resistance and she could fly and so i'm moving around but no one else is supposed to be moving and quidian's just like oh i'm just gonna run through this fire and he dies every time and it was the first time i had died like like a lot you know because like before that i don't think i had even died once and then suddenly i just couldn't get through the stupid fight and i got so mad i just partway through took a break and went downstairs to elsa's room and just sat and watched phantom of the opera for with her for a little while while i was trying trying to devise a way to keep this idiot alive oh now i know exactly when this was yeah yeah and I figured out how to do it because I learned that if you start a conversation with someone with one character, you can switch to the other characters and you can move them around the battlefield while that one character's in conversation without starting a fight. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I took my character, started talking to the main evil dude, mid-conversation I switch over to my other characters and I use them to move these really heavy boxes that were reinforced and had tons of life up to the platform to block the way and I moved like six of them and just like put them in a big row so that Gwydion would have to stay on the top platform because then I also put one so of my your characters. your entire strategy came about building a barricade to keep yes. one of your teammates from killing yes. themselves. Yes. And I put, I put, um, one of my characters, um, my character who is like my mage dude, I put him in front of the ladder so that the place was completely blocked and Gwydion couldn't go anywhere. And then we just fought the blobs while on top of this thing. And every time Gwydion would try to run and leave and would get stuck and get frustrated and get caught on fire, we'd just heal him. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't do anything the whole battle, but it worked. Mm -hmm. That battle took like two and a half hours, but it worked. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gosh. I'm not looking forward to playing that on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> Specifically that one battle. I think I can do the rest of the game. <laughs> that battle, he might just have to die. <laughs> so for me, I actually feel like my most hated, loved games are mobile games. Spe <laughs> yeah. Specifically Covet Fashion, which does not love me and cannot comfort me in my old age. <laughs> I do not want to know how much money I've given them. I don't. I, I don't think I can handle it emotionally. Um, I, and I just like, I can't even talk about it because it legitimately makes me furious oh. when I think about this game and I still play it every day. Yeah. It's, it is the most garbage thing that I love. And then, 
the and then the other one this is like more of an honorable mention because i actually think this game is excellent <laughs> um but it is also an otome which means it's therefore bad <laughs> like, that's those are the rules but the arcana mobile game oh. with it's like choice and dialogue based you know yeah it's like it, a romantic visual novel yeah. or something yeah it's a it's a romantic visual novel and um it's actually excellent like okay. it's really fun but i sort of i sort of say that knowing how it sounds and like all of the really i guess bad sort of implications that come with that i'm absolutely guilty of all of them anyway let's move on <laughs> So, in what game have you sunk the most undeserved hours of playtime? I'll answer this first, also briefly, because it's definitely Minecraft. <laughs> um, I have this across three different accounts and platforms. I'm not really sure how much time I've dedicated to continuing to suck at Minecraft, but it is embarrassing on a few levels. <laughs> I've never gotten good at this game, in spite of how much I've played it. And it just makes me angry, but I keep doing it. <laughs> So, yeah. And Jensen. I feel like I definitely could have said Minecraft as well, but I chose um, Arcana. Arcana? You didn't spell it right. I, I can't. I don't know what I was trying to spell. Um, I think it's just Arcana Gothic 4. Yeah. Arcania Gothic 4. Um, yeah, you spelled it very wrong. And now I can see that you're confused in your I'm brain. I'm confused because I'm not sure what I'm reading. <laughs> I think it's it. Arcania Gothic 4. <laughs> yes. So I I got this game several years ago. And I started it out and I was like, this game, it's okay. It's not that fun. Like, it's kind of interesting. I feel like my main problem with it was the mechanics. Um, it was a little bit hard to do combat competently, at least for me. But I just kept playing it. And I nearly beat it. And I don't really know why I kept playing it. And I don't remember anything that happened. I don't remember the story at all. I just remember... I remember the protagonist was funny because he hated doing things. And every time someone would ask him to do something, he'd be like, Are you serious? <laughs> that was really entertaining. And I think he was trying to save his girlfriend. But otherwise, I don't know. But... I just, I don't really know why I played as much as I did. Everyone's taking pictures of the bird. <laughs> We're also listening to you. I, I let him explore on the floor and he just climbed up on the pole of the bottom of the mic all on his own. I'm like, that's adorable. He's so, so cute. He's so cute. Now this, he's attacking your foot. This will go on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just kind of lightly pecking at it. It's so cute. <laughs> he looks like he's trying to clean your foot. <laughs> and Aaron, how about you? What game um, did you sink the most undeserved hours of playtime into? Uh, Life is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> and your answer is any at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I platinumed it, you guys. <laughs> It's the easiest plot ever, but still, it's an absolute dumpster fire as far as the dialogue and the characters go. Like, ugh, just so much. Ugh. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, I could definitely platinum that game, but I haven't gotten up to like, 
I haven't actually been able to bring myself to do it because I'm like, I don't want to. I was already close enough from my first playthrough, so I was like, "Eh, I might as well get a free platinum. (laughs) Eventually, I'll probably go back and finish it off just because it's it's one I've already started and it wouldn't be hard. Yeah. But (laughs) I understand, Aaron. I agree with you. Okay, and next question is, what video game protagonist is the worst? You're skipping one. Oh, I am? Yeah. Well, I'm the worst. Okay. (laughs) What game are you most ashamed to admit you played? Um, Okay, and yeah, Aaron, you go first. Besides Life is Strange? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... That's it. That's all I've got. (laughs) Jensen, how about you? Well, I was having trouble with this one because I was like, I can't think of too many games that I'm ashamed that I've played. There's games where I'm like, I feel like that was a little bit of a waste of time for me to buy a second copy of Two Worlds, but but I'm not really ashamed of that because I mean, I talk about it a lot. So I was, I wasn't really sure what to do. So I decided to ask my mom. I was like, can you think of any games that I should be ashamed to have played? And she was like, that stupid one where you're farming, Harvest Moon. (laughs) She was like, I don't understand why you kids put so much time into that dumb game when you were little. (laughs) She was like, you could have just gone out and done real gardening if you wanted to do gardening i was like but mom we don't want to go into the sun and be all hot and do actual work it's just so funny she's just like harvest moon unleashed all this bitterness that she has towards harvest moon she doesn't seem to have the same bitterness towards stardew valley i think it's because you do more than just farming you can you can go fight monsters you can and stuff. have a vineyard and you yeah. can make wine in your basement but she hates harvest moon <laughs> straight up hates it oh man oh man mom's so funny that's really funny okay <laughs> Were we gonna were we gonna mention I feel like we, we got onto a topic with mom about Nancy Drew. We oh, she was mostly just talking about how um Lainey obviously is not here. Uh she was a frequent guest, nearly another host, although I don't know if we want to give her that on this podcast <laughs> for a while. And um she mom mentioned when she when we were when we talked about this um question and how we're going to put this in the outline she said that if Lainey was here Lainey would probably have to say Nancy Drew because of all the numerous times that she like didn't even finish because she was too scared yeah or like because she basically rage quit yeah and made our mother come and finish for her well no no mom was playing with her at the time yeah mom was like like, can I finish by myself then because you won't let us go into this swamp but mom would have to play it alone yeah like because Lainey would basically just bail on her like, or like as mom said we would do something wrong and the thing would explode and Nancy would die and then Lainey didn't want to try again because she was too scared <laughs> mom would be like well I know how to do it I'll do it yeah so basically mom thinks Lainey should be ashamed of that but yeah. is she <laughs> well, incoming bird oh incoming oh. bird He's an adventurous bird. So adventurous. 
And then I, for my answer, decided to go with The Sims. Um, it's not that I think The Sims is shameful on its face. It's more the amount of money I put into expansion packs and, like, the way that I play The Sims. <laughs> um, like, it's shameful See? enough I'm not even going to talk about it, so... <laughs> I know one of the things that you do that's shameful, but I just gotta say, at least you have never trapped trapped your sim in a room and then slowly tried to get the fire department and the the kid who delivers the newspapers and the police into the same room with your trapped person to see if they would die also. No, I've I've done that. You have? done everything i think <laughs> one time me and shazi just made one dude who lived alone in an apartment all he had was a chair and a tv and a fridge and we made his messiness like like we we didn't give him any cleanliness at all oh, we named no. him bob and we just wanted to see what would happen if we just like let him go <laughs> oh i remember him yeah i think he ended up dating one of my sins yeah i think we eventually gave him a wife <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I I mostly just build houses, but when I actually do play it, it's never okay. Yeah. It's always real weird. I, I think there's a special place in Sims Hell for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If, if there is a Sims God, he's angry with us. <laughs> with all of us. Yeah. For many transgressions. And we deserve it all. <sighs> Next question is, what video game protagonist is the worst? And I'll go first because my answer, I wrote The Sims again because it's me. I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> But no, actually, I have to admit something. I have to admit something. I don't feel like it gets much scummier than a character like Duke Nukem. Like, he almost goes all full circle to being, like, fine again because it's so absurd. Just refuge and audacity, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do have this, like, really weird sort of video game crush on Duke Nukem that makes no sense to me <laughs> and makes me question everything about myself and what I hold dear. Oh, man. And it is definitely just, like, the, the sort of, like, oh, Duke, you're so dumb and strong and hot kind of thing. <laughs> like, it's very, it's very base. And um, I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Probably nothing. <laughs> Anyway, Jensen, how about you? What video game protagonist is the worst, in your opinion? <laughs> well, this is probably a bit of an unpopular opinion, but Ezio. Oh, no, I totally agree. He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to really think that he was cool. I loved Ezio when I was little. Like, what? Little. When the game first came out, I was like 16 or 17 or something. But I thought he was really cool. And then recently I went back and replayed it twice and I realized Ezio's kind of a slimy douche. Yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of awful. <laughs> and I don't like him so much anymore. <laughs> I think he gets better with age. I feel like by revelations, he's like, okay. But in the second game, at least... He's so bad. 
Yeah, I remember walking in on a cutscene in the second game, and I don't even remember what was happening. I just remember leaving the room and saying, ew, audibly. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, no, he's okay. And I was like, he's really not. And I'm glad to see you've come around. Yeah. <laughs> I was really stupid when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron. Um, I agree with Elsa. I've never played Duke Nukem before, but I've seen him in some list videos and ew. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Um, but one character that I do know, and I've mentioned this in the past because I had a huge crush on him when I, <laughs> when, I, like, when I was 12, you know. But Dante from Devil May Cry, he's kind of a douche and very cringy, especially in English, but I still love him. <laughs> There's a support nice. group for people like us. That's good. <laughs> I should check him out. <laughs> All right. And if you were a video game protagonist, how would you suck? So the way in which I think I would suck as a video game protagonist is specifically like I'm that character who makes some kind of decision or like you as the player make me make a decision that's like the bad moral choice or, you know, like the renegade choice. And then for whatever reason, maybe budget cuts, maybe just didn't give any Fs or maybe it was just too hard um, to like program that sort of nuance into the storyline. I then show no remorse and have no consequences and no like normal human reaction to this thing that I've done. And um, I just... So I, you're the protagonist from two worlds? Yeah, I guess. Or I just like, have to get a shot in on that game whenever I can. <laughs> Or like, you know, I was thinking specifically about that moment in Until Dawn when Mike shoots Emily in the eye and then everything just carries on like normal. <laughs> and you kind of have this moment where you're like, so does he feel bad about that? Because he acts the same regardless of what happened in that yeah. scene. Like, I think I would be that. Yeah. It's that Sagittarius energy. Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> Like, oh, are you still Aren't you here? Are you Ophiuchus now, though? Huh? Aren't you Ophiuchus? We do not acknowledge <laughs> that blasphemy. Opie what now? Oh, no. There's a 13th zodiac symbol. It's a whole thing. What? Anyway, I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I would suck as a protagonist. Is I would just be like this emotionless thing where it's like, I don't get it. Do, like, is she supposed to be a, like a sociopath? Or... <laughs> And, yeah, that would be me. <laughs> Jensen, how about you? Um, I feel like I'd be very lazy. And I would take forever to get around to doing what I actually am supposed to be doing to, like, save the world or whatever. Basically how I play RPGs now. <laughs> I'd be a bit like... I feel like I'd be a bit like the, the protagonist from Arcania Gothic 4. Where people would be like, you need to go do this thing. And I'd be like, ah, I just... Can I can I just go and pick like 300 flowers and give it to that person so I can get some money instead? I'd just be side questing it up. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> How about you, Erin? Um, I just have to make a side note that you can tell when the bird is happy when he's making heart-shaped wings. Aww. And he's kind of having a weird interaction with my feet. Like he simultaneously is like wary of them but then he'll walk away a bit and make heart wings and kind of do the little squeak at him and then come back to him 
Oh. Does he have a foot fetish? He likes uh, your feet. Most fruits do. Oh no! <laughs> I they won't. Think, I won't let it go too far. They think our feet are little birds. He's so cute. He was sitting on the the bottom of the microphone stand, and he was looking at me, and he started like making eyes with me, and then he kind of puffed up his his wings and like chirped at me. It was so funny. <laughs> cute little thing okay uh anyway so i would be the worst because i'm terrible at making decisions just ask zach or even jensen and elsa every time we try to decide what to get for dinner or where to go so instead of saving the world i'd be too busy choosing between a turkey leg and a cinnamon roll (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. That's, yeah. I I can't argue. <laughs> and what not video game thing are you obsessed with? So I rediscovered books. I really used to like to read a lot and I just like haven't done it much recently. But I have been trying to read some more now, kind of when I get little moments here and there at work since I've been like living there recently. Or um, just like books on tape because of all the massive amounts of yard work and other activities that I had to do, which required me to be using my hands and listening instead. So like, yeah, basically lots of books. And I really love it. I forgot how much I love reading. I'm Right now I'm working on uh, Lindsay Ellis's new book, Axiom, which is out now. I meant to read it earlier because I actually got an advanced copy but I didn't realize that it was an advanced copy. <laughs> if I had known um, or if I had noticed sooner, I'm not sure how it escaped my attention. But yeah, if I'd known sooner, I probably would have tried to read it and get a review up before the book was even out because that would have been fun. Yeah. But um, I didn't. So I'm still working my way through it. <laughs> and, uh, um, but it's really good. I'm liking it um a lot it's it's just a it's just a fun sci-fi story and it's it's like. It's got that thing that I like in the beginning of the book where I continually keep wanting to turn the page over and over again. And she's said before that like Orson Scott Card is one of her influences. And I can really see that just yeah. in the way that she writes sci-fi. So mm. I'm enjoying it so far. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, I have been ex- obsessed with documentaries lately. I don't know what the deal is. I just, it's all I want to watch right now. But it's hard because I'm kind of picky about them. So I'm not willing to just try out any documentary. I kind of need to like learn about it first to decide if it's one that I'm actually interested in. It's kind of frustrating. Mm. <laughs> Do you guys have any good recommendations? <laughs> Mommy Dead and Dearest. I already watched it. Oh. Well, it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. I am not sure. <sighs> I'll ask around. Thank you. <laughs> I especially love true crime ones, but I also mm. like ones about like TV and movies and stuff like that. I think that. you've watched most of the ones I would recommend, but yeah. I'll try to think of some. The main ones that I, I'm not interested in are ones that are about like aliens. <laughs> like, okay, I went to Amazon Prime because I was like, they seem like they have an extensive thing of documentaries. They do. But like 90% of them are about aliens. And I'm like, Dude, you don't have any evidence. Like, I don't want to watch an hour and a half of someone speculating that maybe aliens exist with no, like, information to back up anything they're saying. Like, 
I've seen these before. Yeah. I don't <laughs> That's wanna, what you're saying. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. yeah. I want to watch true crime stuff because they actually have stuff that they can talk about that I can learn about. Not this stuff that's just speculating about a thing. I don't want to, I don't want to watch something that's just pure speculation. Mm-hmm. Not interested in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, I started reading the Five Kingdoms series by Brandon Mole. His books are definitely for a younger audience, but I still love his characters and stories. Like, they're really imaginative. Um, in fact, as, as I was reading one of the scenes in Five Kingdoms, I was like, he's got to be a Studio Ghibli fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I read Beyonders last year, uh, which is also by him, and it's one of my favorite book series ever. It's amazing. And Zach and I have also thoroughly been enjoying two set violins back and forth um, YouTube war with the bass player Davey 504. <laughs> like, it's getting so ridiculous. It's amazing. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Like, Yeah, the most recent um, Davey 504 response to two set is an actual diss track, and it's amazing. Nice. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what happens next. That's <laughs> very much yeah (laughs) that's way fun okay and then last question oh my gosh we did it holy crap what time is it how many how long has it been going um it's been like an hour and a half but it's It's just numbers (laughs) i mean yeah i think think... so is time but they're not numbers that make sense it's just numbers (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be a thing (laughs) Anyway, um, it made sense before I said it. <laughs> what are you planning on playing next? Um, for me, I'm definitely going to go ahead and play Last of Us Part 2. Um, and then hopefully goes to Tsushima if I ever get a copy. <laughs> yeah. And Jensen? Uh, well, I'm going to finish Ghost of Tsushima. And then after that, I'm probably just going to game hop until uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning comes out in September. I'm so excited for that, you guys. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I'll have to check. I'll have to look at it. It's so good. It's a remaster of a game that me and Lainey and um, What's Her Bucket from outside Xbox played and no one else in the world played. Oh, nice. (laughs) My friend Jake played it. Oh, yeah? Oh, we have a fourth person. (laughs) Uh We found a fourth person. (laughs) Your community is growing. Yes. Oh, oh, is he sneezing? <laughs> Did we catch birdie sneezes on record? I hope so. They're so the cute. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. It's because it usually happens when he is scratching his head and he hits his nose a little bit. <laughs> so cute. He looks embarrassed. <laughs> We did. We did stop He's to like, comment did, on did your you sneezing. Hear, did you guys hear that? I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so cute. Uh, yeah. After Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm hoping will take a really long time. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I I would like to start the Tomb Raider reboots. I'm I'm always up for a good action adventure exploration game. So yeah, I'm so here for that. And, <laughs> oh, I just remembered. It's my birthday next month. Yeah. Holy Are we going to record before my birthday? Yeah. We also didn't do Lainey's birthday games. We were going to do well, Nancy Drew games. Well, who cares about that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do think we should do Lainey's. Um, in fact, that's probably going to have to be what our next episode is focused on. Okay. Is basically just 
Lainey's wishes that we're fulfilling. Oh, yeah. And um, we should talk to her. Because it's not and... just a birthday. This is also a year from when she gets back. So it's kind of an annual thing in that sense, too. Yeah. Not just an annual thing. And she was born around now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also we're, we'll do your birthday games. Okay. Should we do, should we do maybe the next episode, focus on Lainey stuff and talk about Nancy Drew and maybe have her recommend things she wants us to play. And then the ne- episode after do my birthday, um, celebration. I mean, I feel like this is a strange time to be talking about it when we're supposed to be wrapping up the episode, <laughs> but, <True. laughs> um, in my head, I'm imagining the next episode being entirely about the whole idea of recommendations. Which means we can focus on the Relaney recommendations, the you recommendations, and okay. then our history of so, recommendations generally. So then, would I recommend it in the next episode, and then you play it for the next episode, or would Again, I recommend it now? Again, this is a very now? strange time to talk. About. I know, but should I recommend it now, and then you play them before the next episode, or should we do it? Do you know what they are now? No. Then I guess we can't do that. Let's end the episode. <laughs> well your princess is not in this episode shock shock i don't know what i just i really thought she'd be here this time i could feel i could feel your self-hatred as you finish saying that shock shock it like radiated from you take two but change nothing I'm sure you're all shocked to find out that your princess is not in this podcast. Maybe she'll be in the next one? I don't know. Probably. Probably not. Maybe. Just come back. I really thought she'd be here this time. Me too. <laughs> Bertie! Bertie! You made it through a whole episode! You did it! You're, you're so such good. a good guest star! Good job! Oh, you're so handsome. I know. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. Message us at princessinpod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess in Another Video. You can also email us at princessinanotherpodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls.